are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. As always, you have Sam and Steve here for the episode, and Sam, it is October baseball. Regular season is done. It is now the true season of baseball. Yankees, playoff times. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Steve. It's been a little while since we recorded, you know, on your honeymoon and everything, seeing how fabulous that was. (laughs) Uh, It is October. Um, I can't believe it's gotten here this quickly. I was thinking... Crazy fast. Insane. Uh, I was thinking leading up to October and with the Yankees playing on Friday, like, watching most of the games at the end of the season, I didn't think when I compared the Yankees schedules and the Astros schedules that the Yankees were going to get home field. The Astros played the Mariners and Angels a bunch of times down the stretch. I know the Yankees had the Angels, but they had to go to Tampa for two games to meet a hungry Rays team. And that's when I thought the home field dream was going to end. And it all but ended there. The Yankees lost both of those games. And uh, on Friday, the Astros won to clinch home field. But that's all said and done with the Yankees host the Twins on Friday in game one of the American League Division Series. And I'm watching these games the last two nights. You know, the Brewers and the Nationals on Tuesday, the Rays and the uh, A's on Wednesday. And I'm just getting ready for Friday because, man, the stress that comes with these games, I don't know what it is. It's baseball and hockey. Maybe in basketball and football, you could get a couple stops and go on a run. But but baseball and hockey, it seems like you can lose a game on one pitch. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. But you say it's been so nice watching these wild card games. One, they were you know the the National League wild card game was awesome and exciting and you know it was catching you know on the toes cheering even for games that you know we really don't care about um but most importantly it's been so nice to not have to live and die with this game the yankees have been in three uh wild card games since the the introduction to this two going two and one and yes they've won the past two years but it was so nice not to have to worry about that at all so it is a nice little you know like you said one or two mistakes here and your season's over. Like we saw in the NL game, like a weird bounce on a ball that was spinning awkwardly just cost the game and, and it, it cost a season. Um, so that game would have been tied and you would have went into extra innings, which would have been awesome for us too. But just the, the ability to not have to worry about it and enjoy these games. The wildcard game is awesome. I don't think I've said that the past two years because the Yankees have been in it and I would probably, the Yankees were at home and I'd be like, oh, this is so stupid. Let's just... Why not just get one one wild card? But as long as your team's not in it, it it's awesome. Um, as you said, the Yankees didn't get a home field advantage. Um, I, I'm okay with that. They went 9-8 and eight since we last recorded it in mid-September here. Um, those games, kind of like you said, didn't really matter. They didn't seem like, given the schedules and, and kind of how the Yankees were playing, that they weren't going to catch the Astros. So they weren't getting home field advantage. So now, which right now, as recording this, I'm okay with that because I like the Rays a lot. So just put the playoff picture into perspective here now. We have the Rays going against the Astros and the Yankees Twins. You have the Nationals and Dodgers in the NL. And then you have, um, I'm blanking, oh, the Cardinals and um, who's the last Braves. Team? Oh, Braves. Oh, I love that. I picked the Braves to go to the World Series. Then the Braves. Um, so that, that's the way that, that the, the playoff bracket here is. At the end of the episode, we'll give you our full kind of predictions for each one of those series here. Um, but obviously, we got to focus on the Yankees and the Twins. And, and if history says us anything, Sam, this is a, is a great matchup for the Yankees. The Yankees have demolished the Twins, whether it be in the regular season or in the postseason since forever ago. This season, though, Yankees 4-2 and two versus the Twins and some epic games, including that game of the year, Aaron Hicks, uh, Aaron Hicks game. But it, it's... I'm not too worried about the Twins, and I want to say that you know too confidently, but we know the history here, and, and it's ridiculous. The Yankees have just owned Minnesota for, for so long. They have owned them for so long, and I know the history, but I am a little bit... First off, it's the playoffs. You're not getting the layup anywhere that you look. Uh, 
And I just feel that this is a different Twins team. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to predictions later. The Yankees, uh, you know, 103 wins. The Twins, these aren't the same old Twins. They won 101 games this season. You know, they have one of the best young pitchers in Jose Barrios. You know, they have a lineup that will beat you from spots one through nine. These aren't the same old Twins. But with how good the Yankees have been at Yankee Stadium this year, you know, they have home field advantage in the series. Um, I'm feeling good coming into it. I don't want to take for, you know, analyze the opponents and, and the Yankees not getting the home field saying that the A's or Rays are a less favorable matchup. But, you know, every team remaining left in the postseason is a very, very solid group. And we're going to break this series down for you here uh, on this episode. But initial thoughts, uh, I've had, you know, a week to stomach it that – They'd be playing the Twins, and it's going to be a good series. Um, a few home runs, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit. Eighty-seven and thirty-five for the Yankees against the Twins since two thousand two. <laughs> you heard that right. Eighty-seven and thirty-five, including a thirteen and two mark no, in the Sam, that doesn't include the, the playoffs. That's that's regular season, and then thirteen and two. So that puts it at 137. <laughs> I mean, that's 137. Just <laughs> that's just absurd. Uh, you know, you hear that, Mark. Um, you know, the game of the year this year, it's going to be a fun series. And Steve, I mentioned to a couple of my buddies over text yesterday, you said there might be a few home runs in the series. I can certainly see that as well. I really wonder if they made any changes to the baseballs uh, Eh, for the postseason and made it even more juiced. I mean, did you see that Eric Dames home run in the NL wildcard game stretching across and going to one of the deepest part of Nationals Park? I mean, I am very, very concerned. Maybe they didn't do it for the wildcard games because they figured they'd get an audience, you know, on one game. They were competing against the NHL opening games tonight in yeah. some markets. Uh, tomorrow they're competing against Thursday night football. Friday night you don't have a big college game. You got UCF playing. This weekend you're competing against college and NFL. I wonder what the baseballs are going to be like in these games and if any pitchers are going to make any comments. Maybe they make them more juiced. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's possible to make it more juiced, but I think we're going to see a lot of home runs. Um, you know, the race had an absolute bullet today. Uh, Gar- Garcia at the dead center here. So we'll, we'll definitely see the, see the home runs. Um, but it's not just me that thinks that this is kind of a, a lopsided series too. Vegas thinks so too. The Yankees are always um, a popular Vegas bet here, so it makes the odds a little um, inflated here. But they got the Yankees at minus 232 for the series versus the Twins. And the Twins at plus 195. Um, if I wasn't a Yankee fan, the, the Twins look like a, a decent value there, um, given the, 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 uh, the power that, that they have and the uncertainty around some of the Yankee pitching. Um, it, it, it always, to me, a five-game series in baseball can always be a coin flip, no matter how good a team is. So the, in a coin flip basis, you're getting great value for the Twins here. Um, I'm not touching it at all, but it's pretty shocking to see the uh, – this is the largest margin. Uh, we'll see what the the Astros raise uh, odds are when they come out, um, you know, the next day or so. But I don't think they're going to beat this. I think the Yankees will be the biggest favorite going into the the division series across all uh, four matchups. Yeah, I think uh, they're going to be the biggest favorite. I think the Astros aren't going to be too far off, though. You look around baseball, you have the Nationals and the Dodgers. Look. I get the Dodgers are loaded, but the Nationals are rolling out Corbin, and then they're probably going to go Strasburg in Game Two, and then Scherzer in Game Three. So that's a, that's a hell of a one-two-three. Oh yeah, so you know you're going to be getting that trio uh, down in Atlanta and St. Louis. I could see that series going all sorts of ways. Uh, the Cardinals in the postseason are notorious for. You know, really, really tough series given their opponents' headaches. Then you have the Rays and Astros, who the Astros, man, Verlander, Cole Granke. I mean, that trio is just as scary, if not more scary, than the trio the Nationals have. 
Uh, I'm going to go with more scary based on the results we've seen this year. But it's when you look at that series, you just look at the pitching and then the firepower of the Houston offense, the improved bullpen against a team with the lowest payroll in baseball. We only heard that 6,000 times tonight (laughs) on the one ESPN broadcast. But I'm really looking forward to that series as a fan. And then you have Yankees twins. Um, And you made a good point, Steve. The Yankees, their value often gets inflated because they're a very popular bet in Vegas. Uh, and this is right around where I thought the odds would be. The Twins yeah. about 2-1, to one, Yankees uh, minus 232. So I'm not surprised that the Yankees are the biggest favorite given the Vegas popularity and given their ownership of the Twins in the last uh, – you know, 17 years here. Since you've been but, alive, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, five, did they face, yeah, they faced him in 03, right, too? Yeah, o- yeah. O- 03, 04, 09, 03, 04. And, and 2010 were all um, division series that the Yankees won easily, and then the wild card game. I remember 2004, I, the, my first recollection as a Yankees fan came in 2003, when uh, Aaron Boone hit the home run uh, against the Red Sox. And then, you know, one of my favorite childhood memories of being a Yankees fan was Ruben Sierra's. I was just looking up what year that was because I remember that Ruben Sierra bomb. 2004. Oh, oh, 04. It was game four. Yep. Um, (laughs) Twins won. They would have sent it back to the Bronx for a game five. Ruben Sierra coming up to the plate. Just that high leg kick took that outside pitch. Hit it a million feet in the metronome. <laughs> yep. One of my favorite Yankees home runs ever. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, the Yankees have had a huge amount of success um, over this team. But you look at the Twins this year, like I said, 101 wins. Miguel Sano could be the comeback player of the year. Rocco Baldelli, what a first year as manager. And maybe this is where the Yankees have an advantage in this series. Aaron Boone in his second year as manager, yeah. uh, Rocco Baldelli never managed in a postseason game before. I'm not sure. I, I forget where Baldelli came from. I knew he was working in baseball somehow. Uh, I believe he was working with the Rays or some team. Um, but Aaron Boone is a guy who made some mistakes uh, in his first year as Yankees manager in the postseason. There's nobody denying that. Um, so hopefully if you're a Yankees fan, which, you know, the majority of the listeners... I, I assume if you're listening, fan, you are. Yeah, <laughs> I assume are. Uh, hopefully Rocco Baldelli makes those same mistakes under pressure. You know, the crowd at Yankee Stadium getting to him. Uh, he's a great guy. I love Rocco Baldelli's story, but I hope his team gets swept. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, the, the managing here is good because this is a very similar kind of team that the that the Twins have to compare to the Yankees last year. You know, currently broke the home run record, got a rookie manager here going up against the, you know, a, a top team on the road in the playoffs. So it wouldn't shock me that if they have a similar thing, like you said. Um, and it, it could be good news for the Twins, you know, in the long term because they're, they're building a legit contender here. This is not, a, you know, a Twins team that, that should, you know, disappear over the next, uh, next few years. Um, but, but Rocco Belladelli had a great quote because they asked him about the Yankees' dominance, and he's like, I don't think any of our guys, guys care about that one bit. And that makes sense, it's, and that's the way we do it, and that's the way we should do it. So let's move on to the teams that are here, the teams that are playing. You have to talk about the home runs first with these two teams. 613 home runs combined. It went down to the final day of the year. Yankees finishing with 306, and the Twins hitting a home run late in the final game of the year to take over the actual record here but 613 home runs between two teams the twins have top to bottom one through nine 20 home runs plus only teams to ever do that the yankees got everyone and their mothers got at least 10 to 15 home runs and then they went back to triple a and came back up and hit another couple home runs um so that's the way it's got to look at it here uh, both the yankees and the twins more than 50 percent of the runs scored this season came with a long ball and it's going to be even more important in the playoffs. Every home run is going to matter immensely. You know, in, in today's, you know, three, three outcome baseball, strike, strikeout, home run, walk, this could be the ultimate series for that. It might piss off baseball purists, but we could see 10-9 games with four or five home runs per each team. And we did see that, or, you know, in, in the Yankees-Twins uh, 
games this year, especially at Target Field. So the lineups are going to be huge for both teams, but also both teams are kind of dealing with some injuries. Um, you know, for, start with the Yankees here. Is Edwin going to Edwin Encarnacion going to play? He said he's 100% swing and full swing. He's a huge player for the Yankees. And uh, for me, that means he's only going to play a DH here. The Yankees have so many first base options. So we can kind of get into the, the, the roster crunch here because we always love talking about that. I'm taking Luke Voigt off. I'm, if Edwin says he's 100%, he's my DH and Mike Ford's my backup for, for this series. What do you think about that? We'll find out rosters hopefully tomorrow afternoon. You know, so, so Thursday afternoon. It looks like that's going to be the case because Mike Ford was given uh, Clint Frazier's locker. Um, Boyd at last check was in a one for 28 slump. Uh, it's nothing against Ford. I really like him a lot, but Ford's been swinging the hot bat. Uh, if Edwin is back and it looks like he's going to be back, he homered off of Jordan Montgomery in a simulated game today. So, it looks like he's going to be the DH for Friday's game. Uh, and you're not keeping you, – you cannot keep Voight, Ford, and Encarnacion. Oh, no. That's no. just not feasible. It's like keeping three uh, – you're keeping three first-base DHs uh, on a roster. And, and you know, the, the Twins coming at you with their pitching, you know, they had a lot of righties. Barrios, uh, Odorizzi. Um, yeah, no chance. It, no chance. So I think it's going to be Ford, especially with the indication we were given today uh, with um, Ford getting the locker. But that's going to be a tough pill to say. It's going to be really weird not seeing Voight on the roster, I have to say, because that that's really what I'm preparing for now with, with Ford getting the locker um, and Carnacion looking like he's going to be a full go barring a setback uh, tomorrow. And, uh, I hope Encarnacion's healthy because if that oblique flares up in freaking game one, then you, you got to swap out Void for him, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But, but then you lose him it, for a possible ALCS because I was if you get someone gets yeah. taken off a roster, their next round's gone too. So it's kind of a, a shaky place you got here, um, where especially with all the injuries you have, like same with Stanton and Gary. You know these guys are, are are all kind of would maybe benefit from a DH. Uh, spot here, but the DH spot's so loaded for the Yankees, it it, it makes it for a, a very awkward spot. So, um, you know, any slight injury here to our previously injured guys could have long term ramifications in these playoffs. Given the Yankees are able to, to to move past the Twins, so it's a it's an interesting strategy here, and we'll see what they're gonna do. But I think we're both on board here. It's got to be no I, Luke Voigt's awesome, but I don't think he's fully healed either from his hernia. He's going to need surgery coming up. His, his oblique, whatever it was. He's going to need surgery after the season, too. And that's kind of what you got to tell him. It's like, yo, Mike Ford is hot. Mike Ford is hot as shit. He's hitting the cover off the ball of late. Like you said, he's got that lefty off the, the off the bench bat. And But also, this Yankee lineup is so deep. If anyone comes off the bench, that means it's likely due to an injury. Like, they aren't pinch hitting in any game situations here. Like, I don't Three see... in the American it. League. It's the yeah. It's that I don't see any scenario where Mike Ford pinch hits unless it's an injury, because um, you know I, you know he's not coming in. Maybe they, who would he come and pinch hit for if no one's injured? So it's the same with Voight. Like you're not making that 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 move here. Um, I'll be interested to see. Maybe you start. The, the, the interesting thing will be is if Mike Ford gets a start over Encarnacion in a righty lefty matchup. I don't know if that's possible, but that would be one scenario where I think that's why. Um, Mike Ford gets the, the the bump over Voight is because Boone and Cashman are planning on using him for maybe one start here. Because if, if Encarnacion's healthy, there's no scenario where I see that you put in the righty Voight for Edwin. But there is a scenario where you put in the lefty Ford for the righty um, Encarnacion for a start. And then you have Edwin as your bench guy later in the game when he gets to the bullpen. And then you put up Eddie Parrott up there for, for Ford in a, in a pinch hitting situation. So there's just too many scenarios where it doesn't make sense to have Luke Voigt. And it sucks because Luke Voigt's awesome, but it doesn't make sense to have him on for this series. Maybe you, you just switch it up depending on who you play if you get past to the ALCS. But for the ALDS, Luke's going to be the number one cheerleader um, on, on the bench for us, not on the roster, though. Yeah, and that, that's, it's going to be a weird sight because, you know, Voigt had the two-run triple against... Uh, the A's in the wild card game last year, and you know he brings so much energy to the Yankees. But 
it really looks like right now, and especially with the locker news, that he's not going to be on the roster. And uh, like you said, his hernia, I think he's going to need surgery as well. I don't have any inside information on that, but that probably seems like the uh, likely thing here. And, yeah, I I don't see, you know, the question you have to say is, like you said, does Ford get a start over Encarnacion if they like the splits? Um, maybe that's a legitimate question, but you're not subbing in righty void for righty Edwin. No. It's just, it's just, just not a waste happening. Of a spot then, then, then yeah, there's a waste of a spot. Cause then he's only coming in if somebody's injured. And then at that point, if there's somebody injured that you could have just bring void on the next game anyway. So kind of, I think, I think we settled that. So we'll see if, we'll see if Aaron Boone and, and team agrees there. Um, Sam, what looking up- other, what other roster, uh, crunches do you think we're going to be getting down to CC. here uh if yeah cc on um i think that was kind of boone's comments today so they're not totally sure um it looked like uh Luizaga implied that he was going down to tampa so maybe uh he's gone but then Luis sessa maybe um so the, the back end of the bullpen is uh, i think you have to keep hap with how he pitched in september oh i, I hap, hap for me is, is completely on you know big change of pace from a few months ago when we were talking but in it's kind of like the same scenario with with luke with luke void here if you're using sessa loisaga or even cc that means something very bad went wrong um and you know that that's not a good sign for the yankees so i haven't really thought about the back end of the the you know the roster here because Ideally, we never see it, and, and we just move on from there. Because if, if they're pitching um, and they're deciding whether they're pitching CC or, or Sessa, that means the Yankees have some serious issues. And let's throw up 14 runs in a game, which yeah. let's hope that's the case, one of them. Yeah. Which, you know, it could be. I mean, you, you save these guys for if you have a 17-18 run game in the 15th inning and seeing some of the games the Yankees and Twins played, who the fuck knows what's going to happen. So I think that's kind of it um, for the for the roster um, looking at the Yankees lineup here, I think we have a, a good sense of, of the Yankees of where they're going to be in the lineup and every, who everyone's going to be. Injury-wise, um, Gio Urshela looks good to go. He had a little ankle tweak um, on, on Sunday, but he looks he's good out there. He has said he hasn't even gotten treatment. Um, Gary Sanchez back in. He caught uh, two games over the weekend. He looks good to go here. Um, so who, and this is kind of the way the, lo- the lineup will be, we finally might get the, the death lineup that we've – well, Aaron Hicks is out for the year, so I guess we'll never get the real death lineup here. But give me your one kind of X factor for the Yankees in the in the lineup here that, that you think is going to make the big impact uh, in the ALDS. Uh, I'm going to name a guy who's not going to be with them in the ALDS. You already named Aaron Hicks. Uh, we haven't gotten into this yet. Uh, Steve, a couple of weeks ago you were, you know, sipping pina coladas <laughs> on the beach in Hawaii. My ties, but yeah. <laughs> My ties, uh, you were enjoying yourself. The Yankees lost, uh, some could call it their ace this season, you know, most consistent pitcher. They lost Domingo Herman uh, to a domestic violence incident. Steve, um, this is horrible uh, on, on the facets of, of, we don't know many details, but if they're keeping him out like this, uh, you have to assume it's bad. Obviously, you know, all domestic violence is terrible. Um, but, oh boy, did he also let his team down. I mean, this is such a tough subject right now. Um, yeah, I think really, it's simple enough that we just say that Domingo Ron clearly fucked up and it goes beyond baseball. And it's, uh, it does hurt the Yankees, though, in the sense of things because he would have had an impact for this, for this team. But he's out for the whole playoffs. So that is a, that's an X, X factor for the whole the whole playoffs here, but we may never see Domingo Ron again. Who knows, really? To be honest, I don't want to see him again. Yeah. I don't want to see him again. Uh, not, yeah, not not just not because I don't believe in second chances, but to do something to let your to do something so terrible to let your team down now. And I get it; we don't know the details. There is no police report. This has not been heard in a court of law uh, as a result. I get that. But the MLB is keeping him out like this. Um, and there's obviously been no pushback from the Yankees. Yeah. Brian Cashman hasn't commented. Uh, or, or, excuse me, he refused to comment. Hal Steinbrenner refused to comment. Um, the, the fact that the MLB is keeping him out like this, it, it tells me something's really bad here. 
And to do something like this in, in the middle of a postseason push, uh, a World Series push, mind you, and you know, taking yourself out of the entire fucking thing is really terrible. So I wouldn't care if Brian Cashman traded this guy for a bag of donuts, uh, a hot dog, and a six-pack of Bush Light. Um, I'm so done with this guy. Get him the hell out of here. Uh, just inexcusable behavior at, at the most important. Um, like you said, this goes way beyond baseball, and I get I get that. I fully accept that. Um, but to do something of this magnitude at this time of year, um, get the hell out of here, dude. Yeah, yeah, big, big, uh, a big kind of hole to fill, and that kind of leads into that final roster crunch there of CC and, and or Sessa or Loisaga here because that is an, that's an extra spot the Yankees weren't intending on having to fill, but they have to make the fill, they have to make the move, um, and that's kind of the end of that. He, you know, we, there's no need for us to talk about him the rest of this season because he's he might never be a Yankee ever again. Uh, back to players who will be there, even though he only played in three games this year versus the Twins. My X factor is going to be D.D. Gregorius. Lots and lots of talk and chatter about whether he should even be starting um, and the Yankees should go with a different lineup of maybe um, um, Edwin at first and then you have D.J. at second, Glaber at short, and then Gio at third and leaves the D.H. spot open for a Voight forward. Maybe Stanton Stanton goes there and Maven goes into the outfield. But the Yankees have given zero indication that they will ever kind of do that they're sticking behind Didi here, and it's a massive, massive series for Didi. In in these three games, only which he started two of them, he had uh, 11 plate appearances and got 10 RBIs in 11 plate appearances. 10 official at-bats because he took a walk. 10 RBIs with a home run. He had a slugging percentage of you know 1,600. So it's super small sample size here. But what we've seen the past few years is Didi do amazing things in the playoffs here. Didi's a free agent this year. He hasn't played up to the the DD we've known the past three years. Here, he needs to have a huge huge postseason for himself and for the Yankees. Here, he's going to be in the lineup every day. Uh, I think for the ALDS, and he's going to be kind of in the middle of that lineup too. And we saw it with the with, versus the Twins um, in the wild card game a few years ago with that huge three run home run in the first inning to bounce back after a rough inning for Sevy. We saw what he did off Kluber in the ALDS versus. Um, the Indians here. So he's he's known to kind of show up in these clutch moments here. So for me, it, it's all about Didi here. The Yank- Both these teams are going to hit the cover off the ball. But to me, it's going to be, can Didi get that big hit with these other guys that are on base here? You know, Didi, his power's gone down a little bit, which makes sense given the Tommy John surgery. But is he going to have that one or two key home runs that are going to be push the Yankees up into it? And I think that's going to rely on if the Yankees win or lose. Um, like you said, it could be a toss-up for, for these teams, no matter what Vegas says. Um, but so for me, it comes down to the DD uh, and the Yankees lineup. Yeah, and Steve, you make a good point. I remember that ridiculous series he had against the Twins. Uh, like you said, I had no clue about that stat. 10 RBIs and 11 plate appearances. That's insane. That's, uh, I mean, video game-esque. Uh, but for me and the Yankees, uh, I'm looking at Gary Sanchez. Uh, this is a guy, a very, very up and down season due to the injuries. That's going to happen when you're a catcher. But if the Yankees lose this series, and I, I can't even fathom that thought, um, Sanchez, if there's a one for 14 or, or one for 15 uh, next to his name, you're going to have critics really um, ramping up oh, yeah. the, the talk about uh, – if he could be a long-term catcher for the Yankees or not. And he's a long-term catcher for me, no matter what he does this series. Um, but, you know, he, he had a rough end of the season. And the X factor is going to be whether he can bounce back um, in that form. And we've seen stretches this year. He's going to have to have that stretch for the next three to four weeks if the Yankees are going to bring home title number 28. Um, because... The, the Yankees need uh, August Gary, as we call him. Oh, yeah. That's so true. And it's just not his offense, but his defense, too. You know, the kind of the mixture he doesn't have any pass ball issues, which is kind of, you know, taken down huge this year. But making sure some of his throws to second don't end up in center field. Um, but on the good side of it is he could shut down a running game. 
He can call a good game. He's been known as a he's a better pitch framer than he's shown this year. But we see the kind of the impact umps can have in, in baseball this year. Um, so it, it's Gary's going to be both sides of the plate makes him maybe a, a double X factor. The, you know the double X factor here for the Yankees. Um, and, and it's true. And he's only he's only caught eleven innings in what the past three weeks. Um, and he didn't have a full game either one of those games. So it'll be interesting to kind of just see what what the Yankees do with Gary. He's going to be playing. Next. We know what they're going to do with them, but it's be more interesting to see what Gary can do in the playoffs in these big situations. Uh, I, I always remember that even last year, I thought Gary Sanchez hit that grand slam off of Craig Kimbrell. He missed that uh-huh. ball by like a half a centimeter, not to bring up bad memories here. So if he comes up in another situation like that, we need that ball to go out. So maybe that extra juice on the ball here will get that ball to be a home run and uh, – and any Yankees victory instead of a loss. So definitely uh, I'm with you there about Gary Sanchez's impact for the, for the Yankee lineup. I mean, we could go through every single one of these players here. Like we kind of have all year. Um, and it would just, it would just take forever here, but I, we've, we, we only played the twins six times here. Um, so let's kind of look through the, the lineup here and kind of see who would be an X factor in their lineup. Um, you know, popular names that we've seen before, you know, uh, Marwin Gonzalez in his time with the Astros has done damage versus the Yankees. Nelson Cruz is 700, 700 years old and has 700 home runs, it seems like. He's, yeah, another 40-plus home run on the year for him. Um, so lots of guys in this lineup here. But one guy I'm going with for the Twins is uh, is their right fielder, Max Kepler. He's been out for about two weeks. So it's kind of the same timeline as at Edwin Encarnacion and hasn't played in a game. They're optimistic. He's going to be out there a little shakier than Edwin because he's got to play the, the, the field uh, right field instead of first base a much more difficult position but when he's playing Kepler at 26 years old has had a great year he's got 36 home runs like everybody on the twins does he put up a over four war this season um, and in the games he's played versus the Yankees he hasn't played well and that's why he's the x-factor for me from the Yankee side of things is in these uh in the six games versus the Yankees he had one home run but he only hit 150 Again, we're dealing with super small sample sizes here. He struck out four times. But if the Yankees are able to keep Max Kepler uh, off base, keep him so he doesn't do some of the damage like he's done this year, I think that goes a long way into kind of cutting through this lineup because both rotations and pitching staffs here are going to give up the mistakes and give up the home runs here. It's going to be who can prevent that from one certain guy. So I'd look at it as if, if DD can get the big hits and we can keep Max from getting the big hits, that's going to lead to a, a Yankees uh, series of victory. Yeah, uh, Tepler's the guy who really scares me. 36 home runs with that short porch in Yankee Stadium. Um, I got a guy for me who I'm really afraid of. Uh, I'm going to go with two guys that are very similar players here. Uh, like you, you already mentioned one of them, Steve. Nelson Cruz and Miguel Sano. These guys are the big boys. Two- Huge human beings. Uh, a home run that stands out to me this season that the Yankees opponent hit was uh, the home run that Sano hit off of Zach Britton in that wild yeah. game. I mean, that ball went to freaking St. Paul. My goodness. Um, he is so – they both are very large. Uh, I do not want them up with people on base. If you give up a home run to them when you're – up or trailing, hopefully not trailing, um, make it a solo shot because these guys are, are very, very, very big. But I want to push Sano defensively a little bit if we can. Uh, go, Brett Gardner, maybe give him a bunt down third base. They kind of have the same problems. They have two DHs with him and Cruz. Um, but, you know, Sano was forced to play third base. So, We'll see what happens, but those guys are two very large human beings, and we've seen what they can do against the Yankees. Cruz had a huge series against them uh, in July during that wild game. So, fingers crossed, I do not want them up in key situations, but they have so many guys that will beat you from 1-9. to nine. You mentioned Gonzalez, Kepler, my two guys, Rosario, uh, the, the shortstop, Polanco. I mean, so many guys – they can beat you. And uh, my key to, to any series win, keep guys off base. A long ball will beat you, but when, when guys aren't on base, makes it, you know, a, a lot. Very, very true. A lot less uh, 
does a lot less damage without guys on base. So keep guys off base uh, and, and limit the long ball. Yeah, and kind of one, you know, we already talked about Aaron Hicks, but on the same side for the Twins, they don't have Byron Buxton. Those are two of the two of the top five defensive center fielders in baseball. You know, top ten definitely. So it's you know keeping that off that you know that on that on base thing that you were saying here is both teams really are, are losing their ball hawks out there. You know, Byron Buxton runs everything down. We know what Aaron Hicks can do, and the Twins know what Aaron Hicks can do because he caught the game-ending uh, you know diving catch in that crazy game um, in July. So it's you know. That it goes a long way. Is the defense here? We talk about all the lineups and how much, you know, how many home runs they're going to hit. But if the ball doesn't go, it's going to be making sure limiting those mistakes, pushing Snow, seeing how the outfield does in uh, with Kepler and his injury out in right field, and kind of testing them all around the field will, will be interesting. You know, Marwin Gonzalez, he plays all around the field, but he also hasn't played that much either in September. So both teams uh, bang the ball out the ballpark, but are also uh, banged up when it comes to the lineup. So it's kind of. Uh, it's a very even matchup when you look at it like like that. They're kind of almost two identical Spider-Man memes pointing at each other when it, when you look at their, their 2019 seasons. Um, and let's go to the other side of the ball here. The guys that will be trying to prevent the long ball here, or at least prevent it as little as possible. The Yankees rotation has stepped it up big time since the, the All-Star break here. And it's all kind of started with the two guys that we think are getting the ball game one and two. And that's uh, Luis Severino and James Paxton. Um, I don't, not sure what order they go in here, but I'm pretty confident that that's going to be our game one and two starters. What do you think? You don't do Tanaka at home? I'm surprised. I, I was, but then there's, there's a lot reading about, you know, if you take away those those two kind of games versus, versus the Red Sox, his, his splits aren't as bad. And I think more of t- playoff Tanaka. Playoff Tanaka is awesome, and I hope that he will use that, get that playoff mentality and that th- those – home and road splits won't matter as much. So that's kind of my my thinking there of let's get Severino and Paxton kind of behind the Yankees crowd and at home where the experience for Tanaka is going to is what pushes me to him to game 3. Wow, wow, I'm surprised. Um I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go Tanaka game 1, uh need to win that game. Uh Paxton game 2. I'm going to go Severino game 3. Um that's what I'm going to roll out. Uh, it sets up Tanaka for, you know, possible short rest in game four uh, if necessary. I, I, and then sets up that. Paxton on short rest to go in game five. Steve, uh, this Herman news uh, screws up a lot of things. I am very afraid of a scenario where the Yankees are somehow down uh, two to one heading into a game four. Um and they're looking at a bullpen game or, or Tanaka short rest. This is where the Herman news uh, really comes in. I mean, do you give Hap a start with how he's pitched? I, I don't think you do it in that ballpark. Um, yeah, I would go. I'm, I would go if we're if. I, I would, it, it all depends on how Game Three goes, though, because if Game Three we use our whole a lot of our bullpen, that then you have to almost go Hap because you don't want to. The bullpen won't be able to be used. But if Game Three don't we don't use too much of the bullpen. Then you can do a full bullpen day with confidence there of each guy, you know, going one or two innings and kind of just force it through there. So it's it's all going to be kind of relative here, and I don't think the Yankees will announce game game four starters for you know until we see it on game four. So it'll be interesting to see there. But I, I think a bullpen game would be in the lead for the Yankees here, as long as they don't crush the bullpen the first three games. Yeah, I would like to stay away i mean ideally if you had herman you could you could stay away from a bullpen game but i mean shit i mean he, he just screwed you a lot you can't even things. think about it you gotta just I, I, it's hard not to think about it though it's, it's I mean, done it's, it's hard not to think about it though i mean how he screwed this entire team yeah, I don't know i've I, I blanked him out and just like don't even worry about it here i'm gonna focus on the guys that are that are there and for me, it, I, like you said, it, we're, we differ here, but I'm going. I'll go with Severino game one. Get him back out there. Get him piped. Get the crowd hyped. Kind of, you know, has that that history with the Twins at home. Let's get him through that first inning there and get him hyped. And then Paxton game two because we've just talked. I mean, we, he's been unbelievable. He's in his in his 14 starts since the All Star break. He's got a 3.36 uh, ERA, but he's 10 and two. He's kind of limited the long balls a little bit there. Um, he's got 91 strikeouts in 74 innings, and he's looked awesome. 
But the concern is, his last game, he came out after one inning. It seems to be a precaution with a hilarious fucking, like, ass injury or whatever it is. But he hasn't pitched, he hasn't really let it let it go since September 21st. How, how does that affect, affect Paxton? Because he was flat out rolling before that. He was, and I was looking forward to Paxton pitch every single day. When's the, when's the time this year we thought we were going to say that? I mean, he was flat out dominant, got over the first inning struggles until Friday. I mean, he gave up a two-run home run in the first inning. But especially with the injury, we'll see. Um, maybe they try to buy him some extra rest, maybe push him back to game three. I don't know. Um but it's going to be interesting to see what the Yankees do with the rotation. But, you know, Paxton and um, what was it, Severino, you'd be throwing, I don't want to say inexperienced guys out there. I mean, Severino had good starts against uh, the, the Indians and Astros in 2017. Uh, and then last year, he uh, forgot what time the game started against the Red Sox. So let's. Let's try to avoid that this year. Maybe if the Yankees are up in the series, uh, they play a little mindful, uh, play a little fun game, and you know, highlight the start of the game time on the board, uh, so he's not warming up eight minutes before the game. Um, yeah, well, uh, well but, ignore that part too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just a total fiasco. But I think uh, whatever way they do the rotation, I'm not, I'm not going to complain. These are three very, very talented pitchers at the end of the day. And it looks like Severino is he, a little rough in Texas in his last start, but he's, he's letting it loose. Um, he's got, he got to 80 pitches um, in his game versus Toronto. Still only got through five innings here, but five innings, 80 pitches, is, that's, all the, that's the max the Yankees would want out of, out of, a, out of him in the playoffs here. And he, he looks good. You know, the ball movement is crazy. The ball is dipping on him good. He's letting it loose. He's sitting in the 89 on the gun, consist, um, 98 on the gun consistently. Um, so it looks like Sevy's back, and that's awesome. And it's awesome that he's fresh. Um, so, yeah, it sucked that he missed all, all season. If he was here all season, he was a Sevy that we were expecting. We, we, we could definitely be looking at a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But, you know, that's in the past now, and let's just get him there. He looks healthy. And to get him back... I, I, w- I was nervous. I thought we might get one or two innings out of him. I thought the bullpen was a serious uh, option for him for the playoffs here. But he looks good to go, and he looks like he's going to let it rip. And I think boy, his, his pitch down's probably, at, you know, like I said, that 80 to 90 range. And if he's going there, that means he's going good. Um, so hopefully he's getting, you know, you know five, six innings. You know, four, four or five innings is all we really need. I think that's what he went. He went four innings in the wild card game last year, um, and then the, the bullpen took over. So... We do that, you know. Let's get him out there. So I think get him out there, game one, in my opinion. Get that one nothing overall lead in the series, and then you deal with Paxton, and you hope playoff Tanaka shows up. And ideally, you don't even get to a game four. But I think we we both think that the Twins are going to at least win one game, and, and you deal with it then. And then you get, the, by then it, it all does matter because whoever you go game one, like you said, could go short rest in game four, depending on how dire the Yankees are, or be the, the game five starter. So it's a it's not an easy choice here for the Yankees, where in past years it, w- it was kind of easier of of their uh, their rotation. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. On the Twins side of things, they're kind of similar to the Yankees. They got a couple good guys that that should be. You mentioned um, uh, Jose Barreros before, um, and they've got some other good good players that that will go. But it looks like they might go bullpen for two games. Um, I was kind of looking up there. I mean, Jake or or Dizzy, we've seen a bunch with their Rays. Um, but they got they got Gibson Perez. They got some other guys that have pitched a little bit this year. But it's crazy to say, but like, the longer the series might go, the better it might be for the Yankees because the the Twins are very similar. Don't really have a game plan here after Game Two. Yeah, uh, you're right, and the, it, they're kind of similar in terms of the pitching. I, I think the Yankees might have a. I think the offenses, when you get down to it, are pretty even. Uh, you know, they both hit a lot of home runs. They both score a lot of runs as a result. Uh, the Yankees are a bit more experienced, I think, with Tanaka on the pitching staff. Um, you, you know, Barrios for the Twins is one of the best pitchers in the American League. Uh, and then the Yankees' bullpen is better than I think than anyone else's in baseball. Uh, Canely, you know, Adovino, Chapman, Britton, Chad Green, um, yeah, I mean, those yeah, are the I, only guys I want to see coming out of the pen. Let's just get, you know, hopefully a starter can go 5-6, um, and you kind of go from there, and you, you let see who goes one or two innings. But it'll be, uh, 
yeah, we'll see there. But yeah, like you said, the, the Twins rotation, it's they had a better year. The Twins starters this year, which is kind of an unfair to look at just the starters ERA because we're only going to see a few of these guys. Um, but the starters ERA was 11th best at baseball at 4.19. The Yankees were 15th in baseball at 4.51. So about you know 0.4 difference there of in in ERA between the starters. So it's not too far off. Yeah, not at all. And uh, it's going to be interesting because, like you said, the, the Twins could go bullpen for two two of these games. Um, the Yankees, I think, were fairly certain that they're going to do um, th- three games of, you know, their traditional starting pitching, even though Tanaka, I think that was kind of as a, you know, if they need him in game four or five out of the bullpen. Yeah, that uh, was, they, he's definitely of, starting. Oh, I know, but later in the series, oh, if they yeah, yeah. chose to bring him out of the bullpen, uh, they wanted him to get that feeling in Texas. Um, they even gave half that in Tampa, where Hap had an opener. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Twins do. Um, you know, the Yankees, like you said, have seen Odorizzi a lot with the Rays. They've seen him with the Twins. Um, Barrios is the guy that really scares me because I had nightmares the other night that the Yankees couldn't hit his curveball in Game One, and we're just completely overmatched. Um, so. I think the Yankees are going to hit the Twins pitching in this series. My only concern is um, Kenny. Not not a concern. It's going to be high scoring, I think. Uh, but it's going to come down to who can lock down the game. Uh, and I think the Yankees bullpen, once they get a lead late, is going to do just that. Yeah, yeah, and the the Twins bullpen is is good. And you know, we talk about how good the Yankees bullpen is. Um, and, and rightfully so. We think they're awesome. We think it could be you know, an absolute dominating bullpen that could win the World Series. But the Twins' bullpen is not too far away, though. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of going to here. Uh, again, silly kind of using bullpen ERA because you have players that won't be in effect here. But Yankees were only ninth in bullpen ERA at, at 4.08. And, you know, Chad Green had, a, had an ERA of like 48 at one time for like a whole month. But the Twins are right behind them at, at 4.17. So there's ninth and tenth. Um, so we're looking at two of the better uh, bullpens uh, definitely in the in the AL. Kind of all four of these teams in the in the AL, the Rays, Astros, Twins, and Yankees have amazing bullpens, and, and that's what it could come down to. It's um, you know they're pretty good. Like we have, I don't think anyone's going to match up with Britton, Kaylee, Adovino, and Chapman, but they do have some guys there. Taylor Rogers has been awesome as a closer for them. They traded for for Sergio Romo, uh, who we know from the, the from the, the the Rays days as a kind of like one of the original openers. It kind of does really well. Um, they even have um, Zach Little, who was in the uh, the Jaime Garcia trade. So it's kind of this. They they go under the radar. Um, where the Yankees bullpen, the Yankees are known for bullpen and home runs. The Twins kind of just became known for home runs this year, but they do have a pretty good bullpen too. So it's going to be in the end. I think no matter what the starters do, as long as the you know the roof isn't blown off in the first two innings. It's going to become that this series is going to come down to if, if the bullpens can limit the home runs more than the starters. Yeah, and uh, like you said, I'm not I'm not taking anybody over that for some, but you said yeah, the Twins do have a uh, a good bullpen. Sergio Romo, after a uh, you know bit uh, a down year with he was with the uh, Miami. Miami, yeah, uh, and then before that with the Rays last year, they ended up having a DFA him. Um, he, he's had a resurgence, and Zach Little, and then uh, you know the Cl- Rogers you mentioned closing has been lights out. So the the Twins have guns that'll match up with the Yankees, but I think the Yankees are going to prevail in that um, category in the end. And, and like you said, I think. Um, this is also what the series can, is going to come down to. Which bullpen can not give up the key home runs, uh, can keep the base runners off base with the walks and the hits? Um, that's what I think it's going to come down to. Which bullpen can do the best job uh, out there? And when you look at it, uh, yeah, that's – I think but the starters are going to get hit a little bit. Uh, I, I I could see the starters pitching really well, but 
when you when it comes down to it, the bullpens are, are going to be the X factor in the series on both sides. I think. Yeah, and for me, that's that to me. It's Adam Adovino. Um, I think you know the other guys. I think Chapman's going to scare us multiple times and whatnot. But for me, it's going to be. I think Adovino should be if there's like a, a tight situation here. I think Kayleen could be up there too. But for me, Adovino's the guy that's going to be going multiple innings. He's the guy that could come in in the fifth inning and pitch the fifth and sixth. If there's a you know like a you know got to get out of a tight jam here, or if a starter goes short, I'm fine with Adovino going in the fourth or fifth inning here to make sure we get to that sixth, seventh inning with the lead. Because like I said, the Yankees bullpen is so deep that if we can do any combination of Kayleen um, and Britton to get to, to Chapman, I'm cool with that, and I'm fine with using Adovino for those those longer outings. Uh, you know, Zach Britton, I might not use for more than one inning here. Uh, so so for me, it's it's here is get the starter to go four or five innings and then make sure Adovino's ready to rock because he's the guy that's going to come in there. He's got that 1.9 ERA. He's got that whiff of ball coming. I have no idea how that's going to move with the, the cold weather of October coming, but I assume it's, it could be a good thing. Um, so we'll, we'll see kind of what happens to him. But for him, for for me, it's, it's going to come down to Adovino as my X factor for the bullpen um, for, for both teams. Uh, what about you? It's going to be Chad Green for me. Uh, you mentioned Adovino going early. <laughs> Chad Green is like 55 ERA. Great. What a turnaround for Chad Green. I'll give that up for him. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be Chad Green. Uh, you mentioned that Adovino can come in early. I think Chad Green may be that guy that comes in early. I even think Chad Green could start a game if yeah. it gets to a game four. Definitely. So Chad Green's going to be playing a huge role. Um, if it goes to extras and the Yankees haven't used Green, God forbid, I'm not going to survive extras in, in a postseason game. I think Green's going to play a factor. Uh, we've seen him go three innings at a point this year. So I think uh, Green is the X factor out of the bullpen. And we've seen him get roughed up. We've seen Canely get roughed up. We've seen out of, we've seen them all you know, have their rough outings. Um, but, but green, the, when the fastball doesn't move for me, uh, is that's obviously a huge problem. Uh, Canely's had the same issue sometimes when that fastball doesn't move at all. Um, and this is a team in the twins that that can really, really hit good pitching. So green's going to be the X factor for me just because I could see him in multiple roles this series, starting and relieving, um, and he's one of the guys that I can see going two or three innings like we saw him go a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and, and he's done it in the playoffs because he came in after Severino got roughed up versus the Twins in the wild card game. He kind of came in and saved the day there and you know made sure it wasn't a 6 nothing game after one inning. So he does have a little playoff experience to it. So, Sam, if we take away that horrendous first month of Chad Green and kind of just look at what happened since he's gotten called back up and kind of since he's been – used a lot of times as an opener here. He's got, in 61 innings, he gets a 2.6 ERA. Last year, he was around 2.5, and it is a marvelous 2017 season. He was at uh, 1.8, absurd 2017 season. But since then, since take away that first month, 2.6 ERA, 61 innings, 91 strikeouts. This guy just is, this is what you need in the playoffs. Like we said, it's going to be the, the three outcomes here, the long, especially with these two teams. 613 home runs. So let's try and, you know, you know, not give up, the, get those home runs here and get these strikeouts. Let's make sure they're, don't leave it up to the ball. Don't leave it up to, oh, that should be a fly ball. Oh, wait, it's 10 rows deep. And Chad Green really helps there. So like, we both picked strikeout guys in Adovino and Chapman. And I think, I'm not sorry, Adovino and Chad Green. And I think you're right here. I'm going to be very interested to see how the Yankees use him. Um, kind of see if they're, you know, maybe gets in there for game one or two. If he's used in game three, does that, um, eliminate him from possibly being an opener in Game Four, so it's uh, very interesting for for both teams because we said that you know the we could see multiple openers for the Twins. Um, so I don't I think you play for the game that's currently being played, but it could make a, a domino effect for for games down the line with the, the the bullpen usage. Yeah, I think it could too. And like you said, if he has to pitch in Game Three, if they do go extras, um, if they go extras in Game Three, I don't think. Uh, and Green is available for, for not throwing 60 or 70 pitches in Game 2, which I don't think is going to happen. And if Green is available in Game 3 and they go to extras, uh, you're going to be handing him the ball because you're, you're, you're going to want to you know, 
close it out or, you know, take the lead in the series then, uh, or dare I say, stay alive. I don't think anybody thinks the Yankees are going to go to Minnesota down 0-2, but, uh, you know, all anything's possible. So I think Green's going to be the X factor with the amount of ways that they can use him. Uh, and that we've seen him, we've seen him use this year. Uh, he even came in to close that, that, that crazy yeah. game against the Twins in extra right. innings. Um, you know, we've seen him as a setup man. We've seen him, you know, pitch in the fourth or fifth innings. We've seen him as an opener. Uh, this guy's kind of been Swiss. Oh, yeah. We've, we've seen him. Chad Green has been the Swiss Army knife for the Yankees. So I could see him playing a role, a different role in all, you know, three, four, or five games, whether it be opener, you know, middle relief, you know, early in the game if a starter gets in trouble. This guy's going to be the X factor. If Chad Green does his job, the Yankees will win this series. Yeah, uh, let's see what happens. All right, let's get to the good stuff, the predictions, which will be 100% accurate, um, even if ours are different. They're still going to be 100% accurate because that's how predictions work. Um, let's just do the Yankees and Twins uh, first, and then we'll do the whole um, MLB playoffs here. Um, Yankees in four. I'm going to give the Twins a game. They, it would just be wrong to say we're going to sweep them. Like It's a very different team than the past. But this will just go down in, in the history books of another time the Yankees dominated the Twins. Give them four games. I'll say they're going to win game two Saturday. That's the game I have Paxton pitching. I'll say they'll win that one. Yankees win game one. They lose game two. Paxton, I'm sorry, then then, then Tanaka, who will be my game three starter here. So that's where we kind of differ on which games we might win or lose. Uh, Tanaka comes through playoff Tanaka, shuts down the Twins offense for game three, and then the opener in game four to take the series um, like I said, I'd still pick Didi to be my X factor in the lineup. I think he hits a couple of long balls here. Also very interested to see John Carlo because you know for, for sure any strikeout he has, Yankees Twitter is going to go fuck shit nuts on him for, for some dumb reason. But he looks pretty good. He's hit some really good long balls here. He'll be playing the field most of the time, I suspect, here. So so Stanton and, and Didi will, will lead the Yankees with the bats. Um, and then uh, we'll have Severino, Tanaka, and the openers getting the wins uh, for the Yankees here, taking it in four. What about you? Uh, I have the Yankees in four as well. I think they take both games in the Bronx. Uh, I think they lose a, a tough one in, in Minnesota. I think maybe Minnesota jumps on them. Uh, and then I think they go pull a wild card. I think they go Hap in game four. Okay, uh, and there I, you go. I think he gets him a lead, um, and after four innings, he's yanked. I think he gives him a three-run lead. Uh, it's it's four-one Yankees. They hand it over to the bullpen for the last uh, five, six innings, and uh, they take it home to take on the Astros. All right, so there we go. So that's, all right, jumping right into there, you got the Astros beating. Oh wait, first I want to say I nailed both wild card winners. Thank you, thank you. I had the Rays beating the A's, and then I had the Nationals beating the Brewers here. So sticking with the AL, Tampa, Houston, awesome series. Going to be some seriously good pitching in, in, in both of those. Um, Charlie Morton pitched in the, the wild card game here, so he's not going to be able to go until likely game three. Um, but I'm going, I'm going rogue here. It's, it's too boring. The, the, the Astros are they're, they're phenomenal. They're one, of the, they're one of the best teams in, in a long time, and that's saying a lot because the Red Sox were one of the best teams as well. Um, and you know, so I, I'm going going rogue here. I think baseball playoffs can can change on a dime. Um, good win by the Rays uh, on Wednesday night. I'm taking the Rays in seven over Houston. It's a five game series. It's a five game series. It's going to go seven. <laughs> I'm taking the Rays in five over Houston. It's going to the end, and we're going to see here because they like you said that 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 rotation for Houston is is unbeatable it seems like but we've seen in history where unbeatable rotations get beaten uh verlander's been part of one he's been you know max scherzer he was with in in detroit and they lost you know some of these a's teams from back in the early 90s when you were just a little baby um you know these you know glavin smoltz uh and whatnot um got beat so i'm going with the upset here and taking the Rays to beat um beat houston nice uh I, I I'm sorry for calling you out on the. No, no, it's funny. fine. My buddy, my buddy's made. It's the one a.m. Sam. I'm pumped. <laughs> my buddy's made the same mistakes earlier today. <laughs> I actually talking about some of the series. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Astros in four. Um, again, that rotation, but I mean, this is going to be a really good series. A really, really good series. These are the four best teams in the American League, in my view, uh, with how the Rays, uh, you know, had to play 18 against the Yankees. The, Ray, the, the A's had to play, you know, 18, 19 against the Astros. But, you know, even though the Red Sox had a down year, you know, having to face that offense 19 times. I mean, that's no joke. Um, this is going to be a really good series, but uh, I like the Astros in four. Um, the Rays uh, get one off of Granke in game three. Nice, nice. Shift it over to the NL. Um, two versus three. Braves versus the Cardinals here. Um, I, I love the Braves. I think the Braves are fun to watch. Cardinals, you know, whatever, you know, baseball town, whatever they want to call it down there. They, they'll have a great state, great fans, uh, best fans in baseball, right? The Cardinals fans, whatever the hell they like to say. Um, but but I think that the the Braves are just fun to watch for me. I'm taking Braves in, in four versus the Cardinals um, and seeing there. What do you got for that series? I'm going to take the Braves in five. Uh, that crowd in St. Louis is going to get into it. Uh, this is going to be – this series for the Braves is going to be a big learning experience uh, for what happened last year against the Dodgers. Dodgers, so I'm going with the Braves. That fantastic young talent, Acuna, Albies. Um, it's it's going to be. I'm looking forward to watching that because I, I love watching this Braves team. Yeah, and it'll be big to watch Dallas Keuchel too. Because if, if let's say you know, God for God forbid, if the Yankees you know lose to the Twins here and they're starting pitching folds, um, and then you know the Braves move on and Keuchel does well here. You know, people are going to want Cashman to be thrown into the the Hudson with cinder blocks here. So another just kind of thing to watch for if you're trying to pay attention to the to this series a little bit. Um, then we kind of go out west for the one seed, the Dodgers. Dodgers, you know, this is our kind of our 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 biggest traveled here with the uh, the Nationals and the Dodgers. Nationals are hot. They got they got a little lucky here, but you know, there's I'd rather be lucky than good sometimes in baseball. And they're they're the Nationals are on fire of late. I think they've won. I was nine of their last ten coming into the to the playoffs here. Won the wild card game and take on the Dodgers. Dodgers going um, with Walker Bueller over Kershaw for the game one starter, which I find is a little interesting. But going with the upset again here, I've got no, both number one seeds going down, right in the hot hands of the wild cards, just like I did with the Rays. I got the Nationals in five over the Dodgers. Huh? Wow! Both <laughs> you just, you just don't like my picks. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta be different a little bit, Sam. I can say it. I can say it. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. Uh, they'll win in uh, four games. Uh, you know, Max Scherzer has not been himself in September. But he's only got to go one game. Strasburg. Strasburg Strasburg pitched, pitched uh, in the wild card game. I understand that Scherzer only has to go one game, but uh, you know, I just think the the Dodgers. Excuse me, the Dodgers, it feels like they play with a 47-man roster. It's a new guy every <laughs> night. Uh, the Nationals' bullpen, we've seen them melt down multiple times. Um, yeah, I, I am going with uh, the Dodgers in four. All right, then to stay on this side here, it's the Dodgers. So you got Dodgers versus Braves for the ALCS. Who, NLCS. Who's going to the World Series for the NL? Uh, sorry, Braves, but uh, the Dodgers have, uh, you know – they beat you last year. Uh, they're going to beat them again. This is going to end in five games. Uh, the Dodgers are just so much better than everybody else. Braves are closing in next year possibly, but I think the Dodgers are uh, going to be the team again. They go to their third straight World Series. Sam, we normally agree on on everything. This, this is odd because uh, even though I don't even have the Dodgers going to uh, – getting past the first round here, I'm, I'm sticking with the Braves. The Braves are going to the World Series here. Um, it's, uh, you know – like you said, you mentioned all those young players. They're, they're phenomenal to watch, and I think they're just going to get hot and be that team that, that, that really rides this, these young, hot, young kids that are just going to go into it and, and go all the way to the World Series. Um, so I think that's going to be tight, though. So I know no matter who they play, I'll even give you that the Dodgers you know, very easily could beat, could beat the Nats. I think the NLCS is going seven games uh, no matter what, and uh, we'll, we'll see if the Braves can, can get back to, their, to the top. It's been a while since we've seen the Braves in the, uh, in the World Series. All right, so the Braves are there. I got Yankees, Rays, ALCS, and obviously I'm taking the Yankees here. Yankees in six over Tampa. Um, it, it, it's the Yankees year. It's a Yankees freaking podcast. We're picking the Yankees to win. There, there's really not much to it, um, but it'll be a good divisional 
good divisional ALCS here. You know, these teams have played each other, like you said. You know, we played division 19 times, um, and so you know a lot about them. And it's you, we got to play in the, the freaking trop, so there could be some some games there that kind of get screwed up there with that stupid cap walk. Um, but up Yankees in six on Tampa. You got Yankees, Astros. You better pick the Yankees at least, Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> 103 wins. I know. 103 wins for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Want to know the last time they had 103 wins? 1998, wasn't it? Oh, 2009. What happened in 2009? They, they won the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Yankees are going to take down Verlander. Good. You had me nervous. <laughs> Yankees take down Verlander in seven games. Uh, he throws two wins against them, uh, one in... Uh, Houston, one in New York. Um, he throws a complete game in there. Uh, they bring him back on short rest for uh, Game 7 and the script. I know he didn't start that Game 7 in 2017. The script flips. Uh, the Yankees claw out a 6-3 to three win in Game 7 of the ALCS. Uh, they get to Verlander early uh, from seeing him and from his fatigue. And uh, the Yankees go to the World Series uh, to face the Dodgers in uh, what will be a classic. Yankees-Dodgers. Tale as old as time here. What's uh, what's going to happen in that series in your bracket? Yankees win in six. Uh, <laughs> the Dodgers lose to a uh, AL team for the third straight year. It's the Yankees' year, like you said, Steve. I won't lie. I was I was thinking about picking the Astros over them uh, just because you know you know the whole Astros hype thing. But this is a Yankees podcast. It is the Yankees year. Uh, they defeat the Dodgers in uh, six games, and uh, I find myself in Midtown Manhattan uh, with a cold forty-five and a cigar <laughs> hanging out of my mouth on a Friday afternoon in early November. You know, I can't complain here. Like you said, I got Yankees-Braves, and it's going to be Yankees-Braves like it is in 1998, like it was in 1996. The Yankees are beating the Braves and winning the World Series, and they're going to do it quickly. Yankees in five over the Braves to capture their 28th World Series title. Um, Like, you know, this could all change in a drop of a hat, and our predictions are 100% right. Both Sam and I nailed these, so don't, don't scream at us for getting it wrong here. But it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. It's baseball, Sam. It's October baseball. There's nothing better than that. I'm traveling back to New York. I'm going to be in the stands Friday night. Um, and like you said, as long as it all ends with us with a, with a 45 and a cigar in, in Midtown Manhattan celebrating Yankees championship, there there'll be there'll be nothing better, right? There will be nothing better, uh, and I really hope that's how it all ends. Uh, I think it's the Yankees year, though. I really do. That's that's the way we plan for it. All right, man. Guys, enjoy enjoy the first couple of games of it. Sam and I are gonna try and jump on during uh, halfway during the series, based on how it's going with the Twins, and we'll definitely do a recap after the series, win or lose. But ideally, we'll be previewing the ALCS. Um, we'll be both be on Twitter watching the games. Uh, appreciate you listening all year round. But this is it. This is what matters here. October baseball in the Bronx. The zoo is gonna be pumping. The gates. 707 the zoo is open and uh there's no there's nothing better in sports thanks for listening guys sam i'll see you out there see you out there steve go yanks 